welcome to the Quest for Excellence podcast. Um, I'm your host, Jeff Montreal. I'm excited to be with uh, my new friend, Shane Eastman, today. Shane is the owner and founder of Red Aces Construction and Demolition. They are a successful and highly rated uh, general construction company that operates out of, I believe, Lancaster, Massachusetts, right? In that area? Yes. Yeah. Uh, so, hey, I'm doing great, man. Super happy to have you here. Um, just wanted to give a little intro and, and kind of a little bit of background for what you do. And, and to take that a step further, where me and Shane met, um, over the past few weeks slash couple of months, we've both been involved in an online education program called Entre Institute, uh, run by a guy named Jeff Lerner, super awesome guy. He's uh, a mentor of mine. I know of Shane, it's, it's completely changed my life. We'll talk more about this later on, but that's where we met um, just through random. I think you might've sent me a, a DM on one of my posts or something. And we've you know started talking from there. And it, I was interested in, in hearing about your background and you know, we said you were a business owner and you had some success, but you're also looking to get out of that and get into the entrepreneurial kind of digital world. Now, I find it interesting that you're, you know, a successful business owner and doing well, you know, you're not uh, you know, like you're you know, making pennies, but it's still somebody who's found some kind of success in the regular kind of brick and mortar traditional, uh, you know, corporate world. The fact they'd want to do the digital thing. I'm, I'm curious to hear about. So, yeah, happy to have you here, man. Um, so yeah, thanks for being here, Shane. I appreciate it. Oh, I'm glad to be here. I'm excited. Absolutely. So let's get right to it, man. I know we uh, had a little bit of a technical snafu before this. So let's kind of get going as soon as possible. So I want to talk a little bit about your your early life. Uh, you know where you came from, because when however you're raised, however you're grown up, you know whatever situation you're in, that directly dictates how the next you know couple decades are going to go. So if you want to talk a little bit about your your early life, you know brothers and sisters. Uh, where you came from, your parents, and uh, you know where you were raised, and, and and go from there. I'd love to hear about it. Okay. Well, um, I grew up uh, in Maine mostly. Uh, we did a lot of moving around before I was six, uh, basically. But as soon as we got planted in Maine, um, we grew up. There was only my mother and my brother and I, the three of us, uh, essentially. Uh, I have older siblings, but they were they're grown up and out of the house. And gotcha. um, uh, we were basically living at below poverty level, uh, just growing up. And my mom fought tooth and nail to do everything she could to give us a great childhood. And, um, and we did. And uh, we never went a day not knowing that we were loved and uh, so forth. Um, but I just went without with a lot of things and um there was no secret that i was the poor kid of the community and um but uh, uh we just made the best of it and uh tried to do well in school um overcoming some hurdles uh you know learning disabilities and so forth um but uh you know just growing up that way just I knew that that's not what I, my life wanted to be, and mm-hmm. um, you know, it was uh, so I got to you know did the best I could to you know what everybody says you know get a good education and go to school and so forth. Uh, well, I ended up um, doing well in high school and got accepted to Bentley College, you know, very prestigious business school here in Massachusetts, in fact, and um, uh, went there and. Well, I wasn't quite ready for that level of education, 
and it didn't quite fail out, but I was told that my, um, uh, just that my financial aid package wasn't going to be the same as what I was awarded when I uh, first started. So I ended up joining the military. Hmm. And uh, what, what branch? Air Force. Nice. Yep, I did uh, 12 years um, in the Air Force, and it was um, very rewarding for me. It gave me a foundation to basically grow from. Um, While in the military, though, I was exposed to that there's more out there. Uh, Through Mm -hmm. different entrepreneurial opportunities, through either network marketing, Um, or direct sales and such and I learned that you know how the one percenters kind of got to where they're at if they didn't inherit it if you will Um, so that kind of opened my mind Um, basically I got the entrepreneurial bug bitten then Um, tried many things and failed many things Um, not through necessarily like network marketing has such a bad name because anybody can join it and of course because anybody can join it anybody can easily quit because there's usually very little skin in the game so people don't give it the effort it really needs um just right away say oh this doesn't work it's a scam it's whatever and well the reality is it does work but you have to put in the time and so forth right it didn't quite work for me really Jeff only because of the fact that I didn't have a circle of influence of people that I because I was in the military I moved around a lot and I didn't have a strong network of people that would you know put their trust into me and so forth you know there were things I actually put my heart and soul into and just could not get to a certain level and, now uh, let, let me let me ask you a quick question about that I got a couple questions about what you said so far but right there do you know now why that you struggled then? Is this something where, because you found some success, you know, starting your own business and, 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 and running your own company. Um, what what was the difference? What then, you know, what, what changed? Well, certainly with those, it, it was any real success that relied mainly on um, relying on others. Gotcha. Uh, where my brick and mortar business, it was 100% on myself. But... Um, I, you know, I knew when I started it, look, I'm, I'm basically owning my job instead of just having a job. Mm-hmm. That's really the only difference. Cause you know, if I get hurt or whatever, um, there's no money coming in and, uh, you know, there's a lot of risk there. Um, and the reason why my, you know, my business was, you know, is pretty successful because I dictate, you know, I eat what I kill. Yeah, and, you're the captain uh, of your own ship. Absolutely. Yep, yeah, yep. Yeah. And uh, I choose uh, essentially to go after whatever I want and what jobs I want to do. And um, I dictate what I charge and, and I mm-hmm. figure out patterns. And I just kind of grew from there. I learned uh, and just kept growing with it. And that's pretty much profitable right away because yeah. I did it in a manner that I didn't buy a whole bunch of equipment and all that kind of stuff i bought it as i needed it and mm-hmm. every job paid for that so i basically kind of grew it from there and um you know i'm not like uh rolling in money if you will you know i mean making six figures you know revenue gross revenue 
but uh, you know, there's a lot of expenses that go along with that. You know, oh, running yeah. a brick and mortar business and the overhead is just unreal. Well, but before just so we, if I don't mean to interrupt you, I just I don't want to get too deep. I, I got a few no, questions yeah. about because um, I'm going to dive into your business and how you got started and what you're doing, you know, how you help people and exactly what you do and your employee base and all that kind of stuff and problems you've had. We're going to dive into that. But let me let me kind of dissect some of the stuff you've already said, because um, I find this early stuff is so important. It's just it's your foundation. And this is what dictates whether you have to repour it or go with it. Right. So it right. sounds like your mom um, was an incredibly awesome lady. If, because you know, hearing poverty, if you've been in it or if you have not been in it, um, it's just commonly known to be something that's rough, especially for kids. It's tough, and it sounds like you talk very highly of your mother, and and you know she got you guys through, and you had everything you needed. Was she really kind of the first big positive influence in your life? Was she just all around there for you guys with whatever she could provide? Uh, is that how you would describe her, or would you? Do you oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, yeah, cool. She sacrificed so much uh, for us, and looking back, you know, you know, Rock, my brother, uh, uh, often comments is like, man, the stuff that she would let us do, you know, as being boys, we used to go to the sand pit and like jump off these forty-foot walls, <laughs> landing in sand or whatever. We could have easily fallen and broken our arm or worse, and mm-hmm. uh, something. But you know, no insurance. You know, whatever, but she would let us do it. She would let us live. And, uh, yeah, it's so funny. I, I'm sorry, as you wrote that, or as you said that, I wrote down, she let them live. Like, literally, as you were saying that, that's that's incredible. And I wanted to ask you about that because that's, yeah. you, you find parents are so restrictive of their kids, mm-hmm. whether, mm-hmm. whether it's, you know, they want to keep them safe and protective. And I'll be honest with you, when I don't have any kids, but when my nephew is born, my niece and nephew, um, especially with, with, the, with the nephew, just he's a dude, my little man. But even watching him like crawl up steps when he was a baby used to freak me out. <laughs> my sister would be like, nah, he's fine. But, you know, you had that initial instinct to protect them, you know, that, that, that natural thing. But so for, for a parent to be able to do that, to let you kind of be yourself and take some risks, even when you're young, says a lot about her understanding of what it takes to grow someone into a well-rounded person, right? Because if you would have been constricted when you were young, along with living through poverty, it would have been a pretty crappy childhood, right? Even if your right, mom would have been right. a person. So that's super, that, that's awesome. That probably led into you, you know, deciding to run your own business and taking that risk and being calculated about it because you've done crazy stuff before. And all right, so that's awesome. Let me, a couple other quick questions. If you don't want to go too deep into this, it's totally fine, but I'm just curious. Um, you didn't mention your dad. Uh, dad not around, uh, just not, a, not in the picture. What was, uh, what was going on there? So uh, they were divorced. Um, uh, my, yeah, I'll go into it. I mean, it, it's interesting. I didn't really learn a whole lot about my dad until I met r- literally a brother from a, a different mother. Um, gotcha. uh, and uh, turns out my father was a, um, he worked in the unions in Chicago. Mm-hmm. And um, essentially he was the enfor- an enforcer. <laughs> Understood. So, Needless to say, he was very violent, very angry, had a very strong temper. Um, you know, he had a very rough upbringing himself, and uh, you know, in depression. Um, so we actually the reason why we moved around a lot was because we were actually running from him. 
uh, trying to hide for from that because my mom did not want me to be exposed to that life and uh, uh, later on there was amends made and so forth and then he ultimately ended up passing away uh, I when I was still young so I'm sorry uh, to hear that and then, even if it's yeah. it wasn't a great relationship you know it's so go ahead sorry right. go ahead yeah no it's a uh, you know certainly uh, it's been many years ago and so forth and um, you know, it does make an imprint on you, of course, but uh, certainly um, you grow from it, you learn from it, and you, you know, the therapy takes care of those kind of things. <laughs> uh, but, um, you know, I laugh at jest, but uh, no, I mean, it was an absent part of my heart, you know, my life. And, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, it basically another thing, a void that I had to fill on my own. And um, so. Uh, it no, was I, just my mom and, and uh, pretty much taking care of us. Uh, I understand, and I, I'm really trying to avoid in any podcast I ever do talking too much about myself. But I will tell you, I can relate to some of that. Um, no, no journey is the same, right? We're all kind of on the same quest, but no journey is the same. And I can relate to a lot of that. But I, I, I'll tell you the one takeaway, and it's about your mom. Parents and parenting is really, I talked about this in my last podcast I just had, is really, when you get down to it, one of the biggest problems. It keeps people, you know, kids in those generational loops of bad habits, and you know what I'm saying. So for your mom, put you guys ahead of anything else, and like she was protecting your future self, for her to have that level of kind of vision and, and not only the motherly love and all that stuff, but to realize that, look, this is not going to be good for the rest of their life. Not just if it happens in the moment or that encounter, but they, she knew that any kind of impact from, from your dad really would have been worse than not having him there in the first place. So I respect your mom a lot. I don't know if she's still around or not, but she's still like an amazing lady. And uh, I'm sure you you fully embrace that. But um, yeah, it's, it's interesting here. And, um you know, from there, uh, another thing that struck me, and I can also relate to this a little bit, wasn't ever labeled with, uh, you know, like a learning disability, but had some other issues that were just extreme and, you know, forcing me to go to a therapist and all that kind of thing. Um, but you talked about learning disabilities and issues at school. Were, was that something where, um, and again, I'm not, I'm not trying to get too deep into your, you know, deep, dark past or whatever, but this stuff is important. It really is. And we talk about it sometimes mm-hmm. when it's a long lost memory that we never think about. It's, it's sometimes it'd be really healthy to even discuss it. But was that a, a real tough time where you, were you picked on, was it hard to, to kind of meld in with the rest of your, you know, your classmates? Oh, yeah. Elementary was brutal. Nightmare. Uh, well, yeah. let me just, I mean, really just schooling. Uh, you know, we went from, you know, I went from having to overcome a learning disability, you know, dyslexia. Um, and basically, you know, my, again, going back to my mom, she's like, look, you can either use it as a crutch or you can learn from it and grow from it. It's, it's your choice. But it was like, and she basically encouraged us to just push on and just get through it. And I overcame it. I, I learned to get around it. And uh, unfortunately, I, you know, she was strong like that. Um, but because of it, yeah, I got picked on you know, a lot in school and so forth and different things. And then later on, as I because then I started to excel in high school, it went to the other end. I was, you know, I look back at it and laugh at it, but the, you know, there are people that you know, the jocks and so forth, um, they go, Shane, you big nerd. 
<laughs> you know, and, yeah. uh, I'll, I'll never forgive that person in my life. You know, it's like, and but it was really it was said not so much as picking on me, but out of really and truly admiration, if anything. Yeah. Um, you know, I see that, and I and I can do that then too, but uh, at some level. Um, but I just didn't care, you know, because it's like, look, I'm, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna have a future, and you know, I'm gonna choose to, you know, do something, uh, whatever it takes. And uh, so, um, and yeah, so certainly, uh, it, it's another chink in my uh, scar in my armor, if you will. But, yeah. Uh, go, go from it. Well, I gotta tell you, having at least kind of a similar, you know, history background. Um, it sounds like some of the decisions your mom made, whether she might have even not fully known, although she was future-proofing you guys, it sounds like, but kind of her reinforcement made those times as much as in the moment it sucks, right? When you're like in that, get picked on, or, you know, girls and getting tripped or whatever, uh, that kind of thing. It, the fact that you were able to get through that, because some people struggle for decades, man. They never get out of that. You know, they're stuck yeah. in that about what everybody thinks about them and they're never going to be good enough blah 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 so I mean you really dealt with some serious stuff but look where you are now it actually reminds me of a story I heard uh, yesterday and I, I always tend to bring up Ed Milet but he's an incredible guy I'm sure you know who he is but he, he did a podcast interview with Les Brown who I know a bit about him he's a, a oh, yeah, gentleman yeah, he's... one of the greatest yeah. motivational speakers of all time right and he yeah, talked about it, sir. yeah 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 I'm glad you recognize him great dude it was an amazing uh, interview and he talked about his early life real similar stuff man like he was special ed and made fun of just completely ripped apart and this is also during like segregation and it was a really tough time and right. he ended up yeah. literally the mentor to the debatably the most successful speaker in history at my lab especially now so yeah where you come from it, you can do whatever you want right I, I posted about this recently it doesn't matter what position you're in or where you're at you can always improve and grow um, mm -hmm. So that's awesome, man. So all right, let's let's kind of not quite fast forward. Let's, let's keep the stone skipping here. So you uh, you know got through school. You obviously made a point, like you just said. I'm gonna do something with my life. I don't care, you know what where what where I, my starting point is. I'm I'm gonna do the damn thing. Uh, and it looks like you did. So um, when when did you join the Air Force? When when was that? Like uh, in terms of like after high school, what? Yeah, it was after high school, about a right year after. into college and so forth. So, um, okay, so it was so like, early 20s. Yeah, or early 20s. I literally turned 21 in basic training. I don't recommend that to anyone. Uh, <laughs> All right, nice. Yeah. So, so you served 20 years, got out when you were, and, and was this active? You were active Air Force? I was active for 10 and uh, reserves for two. Did you and, have deployments? Uh, oh, yeah. Yep. I was yep. in Iraq uh, and then uh, did it also at some time in Germany as well. I see. Any combat? Yes. Nice. Yep. Again, these kind of things can be touchy to talk about, so I'm just, I'm just more curious as a soldier myself. I served in the Army National Guard. I, I, this is going to come up. I'm going to say this every time. I don't care. It's weird for us to say this to each other, and I, because I kind of get weird when people say it to me, but I appreciate your service, especially Absolutely. putting yourself in danger like that. No, I understand. I'm nothing, yeah. <laughs> you know how it is, man. Because that wasn't really me. I served, I did my thing, I helped a lot of guys, supported, you know, a bunch of amazing people and, you know, have my ups and downs. But uh, so, yeah, I appreciate that. That's awesome. At, uh, especially during that time in, in our history, I was uh, a lot going on then. So, really appreciate that. So, anyway, so after the military, 
you got out, um, so 10 years active, so that would have been when you were 20, or I'm sorry, 31, you had a couple years of reserve, you know, you're in your early 30s. What were you doing after your active duty uh, when you got into the reserves? What was your first civilian kind of career jump back in, you know? Well, I uh, did a lot of construction-related jobs um, because I knew that that I wanted to build things. I wanted to have something that was tangible, so... I uh, used quick, the, what was your MOS in the Air Force? Uh, what was, was your job? Special weapons for a little while, and then I um, separated for a very short stint and went back in and ended up becoming a, uh, a medic. And then, medic. Oh, nice. All right. Then paramedic level. Did you have um, any construction background, like when you were younger, or you just kind of a handy dude? Uh, and, well, yeah, see, why the, kind of the dude? joke is, um, my mom, she goes, if I was a boy, I'd have the family business, and which was a home-building business. Um, uh, she wasn't, so therefore, um, you know, we got the short end of the stick. Um, <laughs> but, uh, this is, you know, that's another whole, you know, reason why I'm as motivated as I am, is I never liked that. And, you know, just uh, never appreciated how we got treated there. Um, but, uh, so no, that's you know background in construction. You know, I played in dirt piles and all that kind of stuff as a kid, and you know threw a few hammers. Even though I built a lot of stuff, you know. Um, so, you know, that's when I kind of said, well, you know, I want to do something, and uh, so I got my education in construction management, and uh, was much more prepared for college at that point. I really, you know, learned how to study and just focus on. You know, just I did not want to fail at education again. I ended up with a 4.0 GPA, um, yeah. and just because it's like no, this I was there to study and learn, and I made sure that. Uh, so, and then uh, you know, did some construction, commercial construction for a while. Uh, the company I was working for, things were drying up, and some friends were making a lot of money in the oil field, and uh, so I. Uh, decided to join them doing that. I was an engineer in the wireline, uh, wireline engineer. And um, that's when I started really making some serious money. And, you know, they say money doesn't buy happiness, but man, that sure does take the edge off of things. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and um, so uh, fast forward, um, he got actually laid off or really fired. Um, because mm-hmm. you know they wanted to get rid of people because the downsizing oil prices are dropping and all that kind yeah, of stuff. Yeah. But uh, had an opportunity to get a another job up in North Dakota, and that's when we had a chance to move back to New England, my wife and I, and because uh, we knew we were pregnant. And I said, well, hey, why don't you, instead of me leaving you home alone here in Texas, why don't we move back to New England so you're close to your family, and I'm uh, closer to my family, and. Uh, was doing that for a while, and but then I just I couldn't stand being gone away from my uh, my little you know girl. Um, so it was like you know at what cost am I doing this? Because you know oil prices continue to drop, lost incentives, and it's like okay, it's just not worth it anymore. And uh, so I came back home and took care of my daughter and my wife. Uh, you know, continued being a nurse practitioner and and. Uh, and just kind of started doing different things here and there related to construction, of course. Uh, and then I uh, 
basically said, okay, it's time for me to hang my own shingle and start doing this for myself. Because uh, that's really the only, I'm not the kind of person who can really work for someone else. And um, Let me let me uh, pause you right there. Because that, yeah, sure. that's a pivotal moment in life, man. When you, because then, then all the, like, what, how do I do this? What do I do? How do I create a business? You know, how do I get this going? Staffing, insurance, all, there's so much that goes on when you got to, when you're thinking about that. So when you first made that shift, when you said, all right, enough, I, I need to do this for myself and my family. Within that, I was going to ask this later on, but you're talking about it now. So in that first little phase, first phase there, what were the challenges you had to get everything going? Like, what, it was just one thing that popped out like, oh man, if I could go back and do this differently, I'd be a millionaire right now. Was there anything early on that you could tell your old self that would have helped him succeed faster? Uh, um, yeah, charge more money for what I was doing. <laughs> hey, no, that's, dude, that's funny you say that, man. I, I gotta tell you. I've been completely overwhelmed and inundated. I just can't help. I'm like addicted to podcasts and, and thought leaders and information lately. And I'm telling you, that has been one of the most surprising commonalities between a lot of them. Where And think about it. If, if you're charging $5 for something, right, and you're claiming it's some awesome thing, uh, you're going to get a lot of people that are cheap, don't know what the hell is going on, or are looking for make a quick buck, right, because they only got 5 bucks. If that same thing is $5,000... You're going to get a lot higher, I don't want to say higher class, but more potential to have success with your clients. And I mean for both parties, not just right. for you money. They'll be, uh, you know, a, a better kind of person for you. So that's interesting to hear you say that because it sounds like with your history, you already knew what you were doing. You had some construction background, so it wasn't really the, the nuts and bolts of it, you know. And then starting the business, you sound like at this point you were a go-getter. And even like you said, you sort of had the success right away. So that's interesting. Your problem was you could have made more money earlier. It wasn't like a some kind of technical issue or a problem with an LLC or equipment. It really was more of the like, all right, I, I have more value when I'm doing than I actually realized when I when I started. Right? That's yeah. interesting. Right. Uh, right. Anything yeah. else in the beginning that you, you found was tough, or really just that was your one um, big? Point? Well, yeah, the other thing too is you know having a solid. Um, understanding in the direction I was going because I kind of started off as a handyman um, just because you don't really you don't need a license to be a handyman uh, doing odd jobs and so forth and um, I guess that's one of the reasons why I didn't charge as much as I did but as soon as I got licensed as a general contractor my prices skyrocketed at that point because yeah. uh, I could afford to but um, but then what I had to do a name change and LLC and all that kind of stuff. And yeah, how was um, that? How was that transition to to you actually? You know, well, how how did that go? Maybe that was where you had some some difficulties or some stuff you had to well, learn. Well, I mean, it's uh, I used um, an attorney to help me through that process, and it was just time consuming, and uh, it's you know all all very expensive. It is so so expensive to do business. And, you know, so when people, it's so, the your most irritating thing I'll tell you, Jeff, is like, well, how much do you charge an hour? I go, it's not fair for me to tell you how much I charge an hour. Really, I'm only paid maybe $30, $40 an hour, but I'm charging you $125 an hour to be here because of all the overhead, you know, right. with the insurance and, um, you know, licenses and fees and being, you know, the taxes and, um, and stuff. So it's a... Uh, by the end of the day, you know, so it's, 
I hate that question because it's like you're not you're paying more than a body to time. You're right. Paying yeah. It's funny you say that, man. I, I, totally different business, but the idea of you know, as a consumer, we have no. If if you're never been in that industry or ever worked in that kind of business, you have no idea what goes on behind the scenes. A, a short, quick example: I used to run a. Uh, I was I was a restaurant guy for like 20 years, and, mm-hmm. and one of the locations, one of the restaurants, the, the chains, there was a delivery fee, right? It was like not like a buck or some buck fifty, and I, I can recall many times customers like, "Why am I? What? I'm already given a tip. Why, dude? You don't understand. There's driver insurance." overhead for the company, all of that stuff, paying for the, the liability insurance, like pay, business costs money. It doesn't just, I don't just show up, do some work and you pay me hourly. People don't understand that. So that's interesting, but it sounds like that wasn't a problem for you. You realized, man, this is what I have to charge. I'm not being, you know, selfish or, or greedy. It's, it is what it is. So yeah, keep going. So it sounds like that might, maybe like the human aspect of, of business might've been the toughest transition in the beginning. Cause if you had a lawyer that was helping you, Right, just mm-hmm. uh, I guess gaining trust of employees. Yeah, go ahead, keep going. How, how did things and go then, in the beginning? When you... Then when you get into uh, you know hiring people and all that, there's not only the difficult of dealing with people themselves, but the expense of hiring someone with you know paying for workman's comp and um, right. You know, so having employees, you know, you pay a lot to have them there, and then they don't show up. So then you're paying for all these insurance and fees for people that don't show up. So it's just like so incredibly frustrating and because um, that overhead just doesn't go away. It just. Uh, oh, right, right. Um, well, hey, you know, yeah. in the in the essence of time here, uh, why don't yeah. we use this as a segue because that's an interesting point. As a business owner of a traditional brick and mortar, you know, the regular corporate mm-hmm. kind of rat race, you have right. the potential to make a bunch of money, right? There are people out there who are running big companies that are billionaires, millionaires. I get all that, but on the level you were at, it sounds like a lot of the problem was just dealing with people, having explained pricing, dealing with turnover, people not showing up, paying for your staff and their insurance and all that. This is where I think you realizing, wait a minute, I already know I can be successful. I have the drive. Why am I doing this the traditional way, like my, our parents' way? There's a whole new way to do business and, and I hate to say make money because it sounds like that's the only goal. But if you're running a business, look, your bottom line is to make money. I don't care what anybody says. So, you know, it sounds like you realize that there is an easier way to do this, although maybe not easy. There's a simpler way to do this online. It might not be easy. There might be a huge learning curve. But I guess from here, I'll talk just a second about kind of how we met in, in Entra and, and really just what it's done for me. Um, I don't want to say rock bottom, but kind of a forced shift in, in my, my fiance's life and trajectory and what we want to do and all that. No more making excuses. I just found Jeff randomly back in July. It completely changed my life. The Entree experience, I took it 100% as serious as I could. Every lesson, every activity, shared everything I was supposed to and really went all in. I think that A is one of the problems why people don't get a lot out of things like this. They don't fully go all the way in. Um, but again, it's been life-changing for me. It's made an incredible impact. I've quit smoking after 20 years. And that alone is monumental for me, among many other things. But uh, if you want to talk about kind of what that's done for you, how you found Jeff and Antra, and then uh, we'll go from there. Man, I would love to. Uh, and the, you know, this is going to be the, my favorite part of this podcast. <laughs> Uh, because literally, um, Jeff, you know, there's, 
know, there have been times like, you know, I really enjoy my job, but, you know, I, I work with all these different customers and all different ages and so forth. And, you know, when I started doing really good work and my name was getting thrown around there, people that were making money were doing all this stuff either on the internet, some kind of software engineer, or some kind of computer based business. And they're working from home, have really nice, nice lifestyle. And so there's, I, I would see that, witness it firsthand, and actually meet people. But then, too, I mentioned my daughter, and of course, then we had a second daughter in the meantime. And, you know, they're watching um, Ryan's toy review and different, these different um, YouTube things. And it's like, then I learned that Ryan, a five-year-old at the time, was worth $7 million. A five-year-old. Yep. <laughs> you know, of course... You know, his mom put a lot of work into it, and then eventually, you know, of course, there's a lot of financial support from uh, father and stuff. But it's like, it was like, okay, I'm doing something wrong. <laughs> so, um, so I knew that, okay, you know, we always joked, it's like, I gotta, we gotta figure something out, you know, on how to do something on the internet and whatever. And um, I, I can't tell you exactly. It must have been a link that kind of popped up and it was one of Jeff's links and so forth and uh, I listened to the in- man it's, it's yeah I know what he's saying is the truth you know because I've witnessed it and uh, now have you did you encounter other gurus before you know like the Grant Cardones and all them and, and didn't quite get the hook into you or were you just ready at that time to hear that message and that was the one that was good or, or was well, it really ironically enough uh, yeah. Back when I was going through college, I was introduced to affiliate marketing. Oh, um, nice. And, uh, but at the time, the way it was presented, what is it? I, I just truly didn't get it. I didn't see the value in it and because I, I just didn't believe in it at the time. Um, so and the time wasn't right. So, um, you know, the, so the timing as of right now couldn't be richer. And um, so then, but then, you know, I just kind of got introduced to the blueprint and then into the elite course. And like, like you, I went all in. It's like, I am 100% committed. And, you know, my, my wife too is an incredible person. She's so supportive. I mean, and what I love about this, you kind of alluded to it. It's, it's not about just the making the money. Because uh, in reality, I haven't made any money yet, um, and but nor do I expect to. But the reality is, it's so much more just because of the fact of building this amazing, like incredible foundation. Because there's, you know, I have the entrepreneurial background, so I have that experience. But the program teaches people to build this foundation because without a good foundation, any one of the three legs on this stool. If it, if it isn't long enough, this stool's gonna fall over. Yeah. And, uh, um, you know, with Jeff's program, like, our marriage is improved. Uh, you know, I'm healthier. I've lost weight. Uh, we work out um, every morning. Uh, did did you together. before, did you guys work out before Andra? No. No, I mean, well, we yeah. did when we were in the military and so forth, and we talked about it, you know. Well, no, I, I mean, thing here and there. The past six months before Entra, well, have you guys exercised at all? Uh, no. No, and not to cut you off, but man, I got to tell you that the exercise thing, which is a huge part of Jeff's life and the training, 
uh, talk about transforming. My, and if she hears this, you know I love you, babe. My fiance, in terms of like physical movement and action, one of the laziest people of all time. Like hard worker, will go to work and work her ass off, being her feet for twelve hours a day. But when it came to like actually working out in her free time, mm-hmm. n- no, just not happening, dude. Now dude. I'm not kidding, bro. Like sweating, busting her ass, like eager to go, you know, taking advice and like going on her own when I had, you know, a podcast or it's been insane. Yeah. She hasn't been going through that. And I'm not yeah. torturing her to go like, come on, nothing like that at all. Through the influence that you're talking about, it is, and not just her. I mean, I'm not, again, I don't want to talk about myself too much, but I started to affect a lot of other people just through the energy I'm feeling not mm-hmm. due to any kind of external anything it's just coming from within me and jeff sparked that you know it's which has called my fiance to get healthier we both quit smoking all this stuff so i i hear you a hundred percent it sounds like you know you had an entrepreneur background i i really didn't per se i had you know some marketing and sales and understood what it meant but not quite like this you know and maybe you could probably say the same thing this going through the program has been incredible and i don't want to sit on this too long we're not I mean, I am promoting it, absolutely, but this isn't really what this is about. This mm-hmm. podcast is about what you decided, because I don't want to say what you had to do, because it starts in your mind. It starts with, a, 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 you make a decision. What right. did it take for you? To, yes, you know, we, you can either choose, choose your hard. Jeff posted about that at like four o'clock this morning on the way to the gym. This He's morning, talking about, that's right. Yeah, yeah, it was awesome. I know you saw that. It was great, man. You know, it, again, I, I, I'm, one of my earlier podcasts, what would you rather do? Bust your ass for 40 plus years in hopes that you might have some kind of retirement, which is going to be really hard, or bust your ass for four or five years and possibly guarantee a legacy kind of fortune for future generations. They're both going to be hard. Pick one, right? So right. that's really what it's been about. And um, you can keep going, I guess. And, and I'm going to lead into, because we are coming up on maybe about maybe 10 minutes or so, uh, have a little bit of a hard stop. Um, so I want to talk more about you and where people can find you connect. And, and I want to talk about what we talked about uh, yesterday in our first little introduction call about, you know, you want to, and this is really advice for you, but this might be for some other people as well. And we talked about how you can use your construction background to digitally and, and do that. Um, so yeah, why don't, why don't I go right into that? Actually, this is the kind of idea that if you're in a traditional business, you know, you're in construction, you worked in a warehouse, you know, you love to hunt you're a DIY guy, you're a prepper, what, whatever you're into, you know, you, you can't, you can't have n- no value in, in, but whatever you're into, like you, for example, there are probably right now, as I'm talking, tens of thousands of people that would love to start their own construction company, right? Mm-hmm. Whether that's small dude in his car, handyman with a little tool belt, rocking it out in his local neighborhood or you know, expand that however far you want to. There's a lot of people that want to know how to do that, but they don't know how to do that, right? And it might be someone who has a little bit of experience. You know, you you had a lot of experience in that kind of industry. You, so you were kind of tailored to start doing that. But for someone who doesn't, and they, they're inspired to do it, you could, right? Think about what we're all learning right now. And, and I don't know if either of us would have thought of this before Entra or before we you know, got online. If you created a course that eliminated all the difficulties that someone like you maybe didn't have, that a lot of people do have when they start a business. And however you wanna provide that, sell that, subscribe that, whatever you wanna do, you can literally take that knowledge, sell it, 
change people's lives and make you a crap ton of money. And I know I'm giving kind of a general idea, but people don't think that way, you know. It, right. And even though you might you might not be just you wake up, eat, drink, piss, and shit construction, but you obviously enjoy doing it. You're making a good living off of it, and with that that alone, gives you the power to use that to help other people. And just people don't look at themselves that way. They don't have that self belief, that that kind of confidence. But because uh, you know we were talking about. You want to, and you said it. I know this is a, a cliche thing. I don't care. I feel it. I felt it when you said it. You want to go big or go home, and and the only right. way to do that, right, to be that one percent, you got to take a risk. You got to do something like buy an educational course or maybe fail at a few businesses before you succeed. So, um, if you want to kind of take over from there, and both what Entra has inspired you to maybe want to do, and then talk about、uh, you know that a little more, it'd be great. Yeah, I mean. Really, I I plan on doing just absolutely skyrocketing. I mean, there is there's the middle class is being obliterated, beat up, and I really want to build a life that gets me out of the middle class and up into that upper echelon, and、um, and I just know that、uh, Entra is the vehicle for me to get there.、Um, And、uh, you know, either doing an educational course or、uh, the affiliate marketing, or even the agency,、um, just getting you know, just getting something going, and just knowing that investing the time, being all in, and having a very close core of people that even know what I'm doing, you know,、uh, and such,、uh, and just running with it, and uh, not. Um, Just not looking back. There's always,、mm-hmm. you know, I'm, I'm basically to be the Viking,、uh, you know, burning my ship on the beach, and、uh, yeah, no choice. You either conquer and survive, or you're you're done. And that's the mentality you have to have in doing anything. And that's where I'm at right now. And、uh, I just know that's, you know, that's where we're, how we're going to move forward. So awesome. Well, it's funny, you know, it, it. I'm the same boat as you, man. I haven't made a dime off of this yet. But I already know with this unwavering confidence that I'm going to do anything I want to do and change a shit ton of lives out there. I already know that. That's、uh, that, that goes without saying, at least to me. And it's funny. I'm hearing kind of the same thing from you, even without concrete details. I still believe you. I and that's really where it starts. You know, you, you have to have that. I'm even if it's not a clear, 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 clear vision. If you're not exactly sure, you know, there might be a lot of technical difficulties. You're not sure how to do a lot of the, you know, how do I. Create a YouTube channel, all, all, whatever you know. There's problems, but if, if you refuse to let difficulties set you back and just learn from them right away, I mentioned this earlier in, in somebody's comment. You know, like I think it might have been Jesse, Jesse Singh, the, the affiliate、uh, course creator. But you know, you, you make you make a choice, right? You can when you have a bad day, it can be a bad day all day, and that day is shot. Or the moment you're like, okay, things are going bad. Like, why are they going bad? Why the hell is this happening? What did something happen yesterday, or am I holding on to something? Because we, you know, we're not aware of our subconscious, right? Usually, we have no idea. So you really got to take the time to stop, pause, figure out what you're doing, and keep moving forward. You know, I've had dozens of mistakes and, and dumb stuff I've done on this journey for for the past five, six months, but it's just propelled me forward because I realized that I learned something and I'm not going to do that again. It's pretty right, much that simple. Right. Yeah. That's all、um, you can do about anything, even all the failures I've before. They might have been failures. But I still learned a lot. It gave me skill sets that I didn't have before, 
right gave me exactly confidence. it gave me the strength and the wisdom and to open my mind to know that it even exists so you have to yeah. like cherish these uh the failures and so forth in your life because without them you really don't grow oh that's that's amazing man i really i thought you were going to say something else but that's even a better side without the failures you can't appreciate the good times right so that, right and, well absolutely yep and the deeper you kind of bury yourself in the failures it makes the really good times that much harder to to, to get and, and see so no that's that's great stuff i i totally agree well look i uh i want to give you the next couple of minutes to you know i know you don't and you could definitely talk about your construction company if you want you know locally people that might be in the lancaster or mass area and and want to connect with you to get you know some work done you're obviously uh upstanding dude and you're running a good bit i checked out your ratings tons of great reviews i think you had like 4.9 stars um so obviously you run a good company but aside from that if anything else you want to put out there for anybody that wants to connect with you just to chat you know somebody who might be in a similar line of work they might want to connect and talk about how you did what you did uh where's a good uh, good place to connect with you uh either through facebook you know it's just shane eastman um uh page you can connect me there uh mm -hmm. I mean, worst case scenario, you can always uh, text me uh, at 978-833-9585. Um, I'm always happy to answer questions and help nice. people. Um, so, um, it really, those are the two best ways to get a hold of me. Uh, email is also another form if it's going to be in the odd hours or whatever. Uh, of course, is at uh, Shane underscore E underscore Eastman at yahoo.com. And, uh, gotcha. and I'll yeah. make sure I put all that in the in the show notes, especially your Facebook link. That way they can connect with you and get whatever you need and shoot you a DM or whatever. Yeah, so absolutely. So one, one, one final thing, Shane, and you know, you've dropped some great nuggets and the last thing you said was awesome. But uh, any any final advice for anybody that's either at the point that we're at or maybe at the point that they were at or you were at when you started your first business, the the uh, the red faces. Any 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 advice for somebody just starting out? basically for anyone don't let the past dictate your future just take whatever it is that happened to you look at it examine it and learn from it and just look at where you want to go and figure out who it is that you want to be like or who you want yourself to be and find that person and grab on to them and copy them or whatever and just go for it just you're gonna you're gonna fail you're gonna make mistakes but it doesn't mean the end of the world the only time you really truly fail is when you stop going after what your dream is and because uh, really because you're just selling yourself short otherwise love it man I, I couldn't could have said it any better that we have to learn from our past or we have no future right that's amazing and that goes for everything history the world individuals so great stuff man look I it's been awesome I've had a great time having you um, you know if you ever want to reconnect and, and have you on again down the road when you start progressing that's actually one plan of mine yeah. people have mentioned it and i think i'm going to do it you might have even been one of the ones i'm not sure but i'm going to reconnect with all these early guests the ones that are kind of just starting out or just got their business going and and see how you guys That'd are doing six months yeah 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 you know give you a little a little checkup and motivate some people with some success stories because i know you're going to be one so shane it's been awesome i appreciate your time man and uh i look forward to talking again soon Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me on. Yeah, for sure. It's been a pleasure. We'll chat soon, man. All right. Cool. Bye.